Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug, tuning in from Morocco at this time. And I am excited to welcome a guest onto the show who is a first-time guest to the Abundant Babes podcast. And she is tuning in from over in Michigan, although she is also a bit of an avid traveler. I'm traveling around to all these beautiful places around the world. So... Sarah, she's a sacred space holder, a healer, transformation facilitator, and she's got a really interesting background in things like yoga and massage and nutrition, energy work, and she really works with the chakra system. So that's kind of like her main focus, helping clients heal, transform, and step into their true potential. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to dive into this with you and just have a great conversation today. Yes, absolutely. Me too. So um, I want to hear a little bit about your story. I'd love for you to share, like, obviously you, you're from Michigan, but like, what's your, like, what did you do when you were growing up? Like, what were you like? What were your goals? Like, how did it all turn out? How did you end up doing what you're doing now? Definitely. Oh, I like that you took it way back. Like, what was I like as a kid? Yes, um, way back. <laughs> yeah. My nickname was Bossy Lossy. <laughs> so Ooh. I was a pretty bossy little kid and I know we have the same coach Melanie and I told her this and she just like cracked up she was freaking out about this but I told my mom when I was a little girl that my goal in life was to wear a white business suit and I was like I'm going to be in charge and I'm going to wear a white business suit and I'm just going to tell all the people (laughs) what to do that is amazing (laughs) I know it's it's super funny and I'm like totally different now but really I kind of went away from that and I became really soft and I did kind of massage and yoga and that but now I'm really coming back together and and realizing that duality like you can be super powerful wear whatever fancy thing you want and you know be a jungle goddess woman at other times as well so I'm kind of in the process of merging the two together yeah that's so beautiful and I think like we can probably all resonate to aspects of that because um, so many of the people that I work with and that I see, and even my own story, it's like, you find that people are either like really extreme on one end of like that, the masculine or the feminine energy, um, and then bringing them together is so beautiful. Cause for me, I was also so much in like that. I need to like be in charge and I, 
people like need to respect me. And then as I like got into self-development more and spirituality and all those things, like over time it's balanced out for me when I'm also in the process of weaving them together. Mm -hmm, Totally. And I think especially talking about the chakras, it's, it's so interesting. People are like, Oh, you must be some crazy hippie that lives in the woods or whatever, you know, like the woo woo kind of thing. I like to bridge that gap. And it's like, you can be a total normal person. You can wear heels and go out to a fancy meal if you want, but just to, to understand the only point is to understand you are in control of your energy system. So I'm here to really bridge that gap and say, it doesn't matter what you look like, what weird labels people want to give you. It's really what's on the inside. So it's been really fun to kind of dive into it from this, this aspect. Mm, totally. So were you always kind of doing this work or like when you left school, like what do you want to be? what did you start doing? Like, how did you get into this area? Totally. Yeah. My first um, class in college was actually yoga. So I kind of have always been on this path, but Ooh, yeah. I was really, really into food. Um, my mom is a very smart woman. And she, <laughs> she said when I was young, she was a midwife. So she was on call 24 seven. So it's really hard for her to have any sort of set schedule. And once I got to be, you know, a little bit older, she said, if you can have dinner on the table at, you know, five o'clock, whatever time, I'll pay you to make dinner. So I started making spaghetti, whatever. And I just kept going, kept going. Once I could drive, she let me do all the grocery shopping and all that. And I just kind of got obsessed with food. Wow. So I went to school, yeah, for nutrition and dietetics. And mm. that the actual university I went to and the, the program I was in, um, I had a couple problems with. So I ended up wanting to go a little more preventative. And I did massage, I did yoga. I still wanted to do nutrition. So then I found an integrative nutrition program and I did that. So that's where my kind of energetic background comes in is the yoga and the massage therapy, definitely, as we did energy healing. So I I ended up wanting to bridge those gaps as well and say, you know, nutrition's really, really important. But when we talk about chakras, it's only the first one. And so I kind of got my eyes open to, wow, there's so much more in our energy field. It's so much more we can talk about when we actually talk about health. Mm, that's so awesome. And, and that's so interesting as well that you mentioned that you were doing like nutrition dietetics, but wanted to go more preventative, preventative because mm-hmm. I kind of had the same sort of like interest in health and nutrition. I went and did a bachelor of science in nutrition and it was kind of like at that brink of deciding whether to go further to dietetics. And it was really interesting because there's so much pressure from the like expectations of the lectures and the university that dietetics is just what you do. Um, after nutrition, like nutrition's only the entry or whatever. And, but, um, I was so proud of myself that I managed because this was before I like discovered the light of personal development and all this stuff. I was proud of myself to be able to follow my intuition and decide that that wasn't for me because it wasn't in the realm of prevent prevention. Right. And yeah, so totally. yeah, I had a really similar like experience that obviously different. <laughs> I think it's it's good. You know, we just, we can focus on food and what I actually did, I, I lived in Costa Rica at the time and I, I got really into like being vegan and like raw vegan. And I had amazing tropical fruits and veggies. And it was just a really, I thought I was doing everything right. And I actually got really sick and I was depleted of a lot of nutrients. It's just not what my body needed, even though that food is magical and, you know, plant foods is beautiful. I needed something else. Um, I was healing from an accident and I needed something different, but I was kind of turned off to that. It was like, do the right thing (laughs) and there's no space for something else. And I got myself really sick. And that's what opened my eyes to everybody's different. Everybody has this energy field. It's not just about what you put in your body. It's about your thoughts. It's about, you know, so many other things, your 
whatever's happened to you throughout your life. So it really opened my eyes to there's so much more out yeah, there. I totally agree. Like our health um, on a, like a whole holistic level transcends just what we eat. I mean, that's really just such a, su- such a small part of it, but still an enjoyable part of it. So much fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so tell um, the audience more, like for those listening, like I'm sure they've heard of chakras before, but like, what's your explanation of the chakras and like, um, what, what do you really love doing um, in your work with chakras? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I love that everyone kind of has their own um, interpretation on it. Mine, I'm just kind of recently letting out of the bag because I've read just all the books on them. And, mm-hmm. and that's written from someone's perspective, right? And sometimes they resonate with me a little bit different. And I'm like, well, this makes sense to me. So I'm just now creating programs and things that are that are Sarah's take on the chakras. So <laughs> everyone gets their own. It's your energy system. So you get yeah. to make you know the sense of it that you want and that makes sense. So we start at the base and um, the base of the spine is the root chakra. And this one, so I, and today I'm going to talk about just like the seven major chakras, which most people are familiar with. And there are more than that, but these ones are the majors. Um, yeah, I heard there's like thousands upon thousands of chakras. Yeah. And they say there's like 12 main ones. Some people, I mean, there's like so much. That's why I like to open it for interpretation of what really resonates with people because I mean you also have them in your hands and mm-hmm. people get kind of worked up on that and I'm like well let's just keep moving forward instead of yeah. arguing about it you know totally. but one of the main things that I see that some people don't see it this way is so a lot of people want to create in the world right so we talk about creative energy and for women okay, if we're going to create something, we can create human life as, as people, right? So that's, that's where this main creation energy comes from. But what's cool about this, so we're talking about our reproductive organs, is the man's reproductive organs are actually located at chakra one. They're outside of the body. They're at the base of the spine, where oh, the yeah. women's are located, yeah, in chakra two. And so what I do with these is I, well, I'll go through the whole system, but I've kind of paired them into masculine and feminine chakras as well. Mm-hmm. We all have them all. We all want to use them all. But there's easier ways for men to get into some of them and for women to get into some of them. Okay. So in my programs, I pair two together and I do like a program with chakra one and chakra two because it's a little bit easier for women to access that second chakra and it actually activates the first chakra in a man. So it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. That's um, cool. That yeah, not that many people look at them in that way, but, um, and then they go every other on the way up. And seven is just kind of the all encompassing chakra. So that one, I have no resonation with that being masculine or feminine, but starting at the base. So we have the root chakra, a little bit more of the masculine energy. And this one's all about providing. This one's all about the, the kind of basic needs that we all have. So it's, it's our food, like we had talked about. Um, our shelter, our, our money, our community, um, r- really these things that you you have to have. <laughs> and if you think about men and women's roles traditionally, you know, the provider that's going to build the structure and, and bring the food and things like that. Some people get mad at me because they want everyone to be just equal <laughs> and everyone can be equal, but that's usually more of a masculine role. Mm-hmm. And, and even and, if you're a woman, you'd be channeling your masculine energy because everyone has both, right? Like you'd be channeling your masculine energy if you were in that space. Totally. Yeah. 
that one is activated by the more masculine side. Mm-hmm. So then if we go to the second chakra, this one's all about, it is sensuality and sexuality and pleasure and receiving um, and kind of the nurturing emotional body. And that is more of where women get their power from. And they can really tap into that where I find a lot of women get stuck in the providing of the root chakra that they close mm-hmm. off to the second chakra where that's actually where they're power lies. So if we can get women to tap into the second chakra, they can actually um, boost the first chakra as well, which is really fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) And then from there, we move up and the third chakra is at the solar plexus. And this one's all about like confidence and willpower and the action, you know, just doing things. So that's again, back to more masculine energy. Um, Yeah. And it's not, again, Everyone has all of these, but it's just how to tap in and where we reside more Mm -hmm. often than not. Um, So then we move up to the heart space and, you know, just thinking of women as being nurturing and motherly and these kind of ideas we have. This is more of the feminine space of healing and love. And, you know, and it's also very much about the self, self self-love, but also love for others. Um, so this one's really fun. And the thing I like about um, the heart space is that we have the central channel we're talking about from top to bottom or bottom to top, but also the heart space is in the middle. So this is, if you think of it like an aura, like a circle around you, this is the center of every direction. So the heart space is actually a really beautiful um, spot to begin because it's the middle of this whole channel we're talking yeah, about. That's true. Mm. Yeah. And we move up from there to the throat chakra, which is um, all about expression, the way that we express, the way that we communicate, um, the way that we like speak our truth into the world. And that's going to be a little bit more masculine. If you think of people traditionally like giving public speeches and things like that, that was always a more masculine role. And then we move up um, to the third eye space, which is... um, going to be all about our intuition. So this internal trusting. And like you were saying earlier, you know, I trusted my intuition on wanting more preventative approaches, you know. So when that thing comes, something comes to you, that first like gut reaction, that's your intuition. So learning how to trust that. Um, And then we move up to number seven, which resides right above the head. And this one's all about just connection connection with everything around us um connection with something greater than us you know spirit source the earth the universe whatever terms people like um i'm not attached to terms so but that one is very much just our we're all kind of one that is that chakra yeah beautiful yeah i love that and i and i can so resonate as well with what you're talking about the about the feminine and the uh, masculine energies being a little bit more um, dominant, I guess, in the different areas, in the different chakras. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so when you say like um, for people to access these, um, knowing th- those different energies, what exactly do you mean by that? Like if, if someone was, um, let's say, or I guess to clarify for the audience, like if someone was wanting to connect more with the people in their life, or if someone was wanting to have more like willpower or more playfulness, like, are there practices or like actual tangible things people can do to tune into that energy to bring it more forward into their life of like what all the different chakras hold? Yeah. And I think, do you, you work with women, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And so do I. And so for women, I'll just go through the three different um, sections. So women get kind of, um, we get stuck in our, in our base chakra a lot, right? So we're worried about money. Um, we get really, really pretty intense with our food. Um, you know, we want to provide, we want it to be the greatest uh, scenario, our house, everything. We want to be into that. But what we do is we simultaneously shut off the second chakra. So what I like to do is have the woman get into the more feminine one first. So that one mm-hmm. is going to be all about receiving. So a really good test is when someone says, oh, I really like your shirt, or I really like this thing about you. How do you react? Can you say thank you? And that is receiving a compliment because most people say, oh, this ratty old thing, or I only, guess what? It was only $2. It was on sale. You know, we go to that immediate, it's not enough sort of thing. Yeah. Like Um, deflecting. Totally. Yeah. So just starting to open yourself up to receiving is what's going to activate that um, second chakra, which will activate the first as well. Cause these are all connected. They all work together, but, um, I've just always come to find this really unique, um, connection between, you know, the two right next to each other. And so for confidence, wanting more confidence, you know, that's connected to the heart space. So the thing about confidence is just doing something, right? So just getting out there and doing it. But when you, when I say that to people, they're like, yeah, but, uh, no, 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 no. You know, there's so many things. And so if we get into the heart space, the heart space is all about love. So it's that self love. If you're telling yourself you're not enough or, you know, it'll be great once you have that other thing, whatever it is. So if you can get in there and have some self love practices and there's, you know, these are a lot, you can journal, you can do mirror work. Like And a good test for this is to look in the mirror and tell yourself you're amazing. Tell yourself you love yourself and whatever comes up, you're going to see if there's a lot of work to do in self-love or not. But Mm -hmm. once you have that self-love really strong, um, you're going to be able to just do it in that third chakra and get more confident. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. When we move up from that, women are super intuitive. We, are very connected. I mean, all people are, but women mostly like to second guess themselves. So to get into this expression of the fifth chakra, which is more masculine, we want to tap into our intuition and start to trust ourselves. Like we're in it with ourselves. We're the one person that we're fully in life with. So it's kind of like, how dare you second guess that person? That's you, you know, Mm -hmm. So starting to really trust whatever comes in first is going to really boost and strengthen um, your ability to express that. Yeah, and I I know for myself as well, like um, with even trusting my own intuition um, for like years and years and years. And I think just because just the way life is, so many of us are so disconnected from our intuition. It's like when I actually decided, like I actually made a conscious decision, it didn't just happen that I was gonna start trusting whatever came through as intuitive guidance you know Mm -hmm. like if I ask a question like "Mm, what should I do and then I said okay should I pursue this or shouldn't I pursue this and then I would trust just whatever came through and I just made that like hard decision just whatever comes through I'm trusting and as soon as I started on that path I actually developed that trust so much that that to the point where then it's almost like you feel so confident in what you're getting that the communication of it, the execution of it, the bringing it out is so much easier. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think, you know, it's kind of kicking the practical mind out <laughs> because we have this intuition come, but what takes over is practicality. It's like, well, should you really do that? It feels good. It feels like the right move, but what if this happens? What if that happens? And that kind of comes in and that's where the magic stops. So just learning to trust whatever that first little piece of intuition is can really, you know, boost that the magic in your life. Yeah, definitely. And I know you said something that was super intriguing and interesting to me. And you said how there's like a manifesting current. And did you say, was the other one a liberating current? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that when it comes to the chakras, please? Definitely. So when we have the liberating current starts at the base, starts with chakra number one and goes up through the crown chakra and the manifesting current goes downward. So it starts at the top and goes down. So if you think about manifesting, our top uh, chakra is like, basically you can think of it as the collective unconscious. It's everything that is out in the ether. So any idea that comes to you, like intuition, (laughs) is coming from source, energy, the universe, whatever. It comes to you, you have this idea of something you want to create. And if you listen to that intuitive hit, you start to strengthen that and then you bring it down, you just bring it down through the system. So then you're going to bring it down to the to the fifth chakra, which is expressing it. So starting to give it, this is also the um, chakra of vibrations. So starting to give it energy, starting to give it this, um, like, I'm going to move forward. Maybe you're talking to someone about Mm it and you move it down. You give it a little love, you know, a little bit more. You're just kind of adding energy and a different vibration each time. But then you go to the third chakra and that's just doing it. So then you're getting yourself out. You're actually feeling more confident. You're putting this thing or this plan into the world. Um, chakra two is all about creativity, right? So you give it something that makes it yours. And the base chakra is really the material world. So then anything that comes out, anything you manifest, whether it's a physical good or, um, an idea, any of this is going to come all the way through the chakra system. So when people have a hard time manifesting, it really is every single piece of the chakra system. Each of these areas could have, um, you know, an, a piece that's holding it back. It has to go through the entire system. And that's why I like to, you know, we can look at the, the different chakras and give them different energies and things like that, but it is a system. And that's why I love those currents because we can kind of pinpoint maybe where we're getting stuck you're like, okay, well, I feel this and I'm, I'm loving it and I'm expressing it and I just can't get the content out on the paper or whatever it is, you know, and then you can say, okay, I'm having um, kind of a, a blockage for lack of better term um, <laughs> in, my, in my third chakra, you know, and so each of these chakras also has what, what they call a demon or something that works against it. So for the third chakra, okay. it would be guilt. Oh, okay. And so... Yeah. So they each have one like that. So then I would go in and say, what about this makes you feel guilty? You know, and a lot of times with the third chakra, it's like guilt if someone actually is successful with something, but then we go in and we kind of pinpoint what that is. And we work out that feeling, that demon that goes with it. And we can um, kind of move through it and then manifest it. That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a map. I love the chakras. It's just a map. And when we're off, it's not that anything's wrong. We just go in and kind of use the map until we find the right spot that we need to work on. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So what are like the demons of the other chakras? 
Yeah. So we start with um, the base of the spine. So <laughs> this makes a lot of sense when you think about, you know, like money and everything like that. This one's going to be fear. So a lot of people, they have fear of not having enough in the base chakra, but also it's funny the way this demon works. They also have fear of getting all of those things and oh, not having to worry about those. Yeah. Oh, catch 22. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and they can work like any chakra can be um, like overactive or underactive. So it's, I don't know. It is all kind of a catch 22. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally get that. <laughs> yeah, and then we move, and so we have, and these go together, two and three, really, like, our shame and guilt, and those are kind of similar to a lot of people, um, but you can go in and say, like, where are you feeling guilty about this piece of you or this thing you're trying to manifest or any of that? You know, and people might also have guilt about money and things like that, but you can work it back to a fear usually. So we have guilt and shame. And then number four, the heart, and this just makes sense, is um, grief. So a lot of times grief, it's natural. Like these things are all natural and they're put there really to keep us safe. Um, you know, fear is what brings fight or flight. And we used to live in a time where all of our primary needs we're pretty fearful. We had to, you know, fight for our lives more than we do now. So the fears we have now yeah. are kind of, you know, made up in our mind because we're just used to having that to keep us safe. So all of these, they're not bad, but they're just like a little hint into what's going on in that energetic system. Yeah. Yeah. We move up to five and that one is lies. So someone being untruthful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so six is going to be illusion. Mm. And then seven is going to be attachment. Okay. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, just another way to work with it, you know, and to kind of get a glimpse of what's going on in these systems. Yeah, definitely. And I think like with um, uh, the like all of these different aspects of it and you mentioning like you can be overactive and underactive and there's all these um clues that they give us like let's say for example um for people who may not be as familiar with it or may be wondering it's like um do you think that it's really important that people be like oh my chakra is underactive or my chakra is overactive or whatever or is it more um important to or so let's say they know that it's underactive or they, they pinpointed it's underactive so they can like do a specific practice that specifically helps an underactive, let's say third chakra, or is it more like there's practices that you can do that kind of like help your whole system stay in more alignment? Yeah. Okay. I love that. So how I practice, I'm just going to use, so I have a retreat coming up. I'm going to use this as an example. It's called yeah. align with the divine. So what I like to do, I think a lot of people <laughs> choose to keep themselves stuck. I did this for a long time. I will do whatever the thing is we're talking about once I find all my blockages <laughs> and I get rid of all my limiting beliefs and things like that. And we kind of mm -hmm. search out problems. And so the way that I do this is totally what you were just talking about, about aligning the whole system. Align with the divine is really align with who you want to be who your highest self is, how you want to act, how you want to really portray yourself in the world. So when you align with that, you visualize it, you journal about it, you 
you start to embody this, we'll use, you know, high woman right now, so talking to women, yes. um, then whatever is holding you back is going to show itself. You're going to, you know, maybe you're going to see another woman who is much more confident and wearing something revealing or whatever it is, and, and you're going to be triggered. So it's not about finding the issues you have. It's just about being aware when something comes up that triggers you or maybe, you know, sadness comes up, maybe like a trauma from when you were a kid comes up. These things will all show themselves when you are stepping into that alignment, you know, because it is a system that all works together, but you don't need to, they're, they're, like your chakras are always working. It's your energy system. It's always shifting too. So if you get really stuck on, oh my gosh, my third chakra is like, is off and it's, it's deficient. People will say something like that. Like their whole life revolves around that. Mm -hmm. The honest thing is some days you wake up super confident and some days you wake up not. So it's shifting every day. Mm -hmm. So if we get really, you know, pin, if we pinpoint it, um, I think that's a disservice. So we align all of them. We align with our highest self of what we want and what that kind of next level life is that we want. And then the, you know, the things holding us back are going to show. And then you can go in and say, okay, what is the guilt or shame or fear I have here? Journal it out, talk to a coach, talk to a friend, whatever it is, and you can move through that. But the other thing is every up level is going to have things in every area, you know? So it's not that you fix your second chakra and your life's great and you'll never have to address it again either. So it's just about kind of always moving forward is how I look at it. Yeah, that's, I love that explanation because as well, like I feel exactly what you said at the start about how people are kind of like always looking for a problem or they're always looking for a challenge. Like when I first heard about the chakras, I was like, oh my God, that's why it's because my, my sacral chakra's off, like my second chakra's off. Right. Like, and I was just like, oh, and it was kind of like my excuse for ages. I was just like, oh yeah, but my second chakra's off. And so I just need to eat more oranges. And you know, (laughs) it was like this, this whole thing. Um, and then, um, when I actually got to a space, like I don't know, it was a a time later when I kind of had delved into different areas of this world. um, And I kind of came back to it. And I was like, you know what, like, now I don't actually feel like there's like, something that I need to specifically work on. It was almost just like, it's more of like a holistic thing, like what you said, it's like, we're aligning ourselves um, on a on, on a greater scheme. And that's sort of allowing the the balance the energetic balance to happen on its own, and then show you where to work on things. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the second thing that I love that you said is um, because this was such a hard pill to swallow. And I think it is for most people. It's like hearing that when, you know, somebody triggers you like the lady wearing the revealing outfit or whatever. And it's so easy to move into a space of judgment then. Um, but hearing that it's all because of stuff going on inside of you when you're triggered, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear that when I first heard it. But <laughs> having that awareness now is actually one of the most empowering things ever. Because I can like be in a situation Mm -hmm. where something comes up that triggers me and I can be like, okay, like I might, you know, at the beginning I'm human, I might still be like, oh, blah, blah. And then I'll notice myself do it and I'll be like, that's interesting. What about this situation or what about them or what about me in this scenario is reflecting to where I like, what about this is making me triggered? Why do I feel so annoyed at this? And then it's like this beautiful Mm -hmm. space where you can move into. And then obviously having this awareness you have around the chakras, it's like, you can see, okay, well, it's actually, um, 
fear that's coming up. Okay, well, fear, you know, fear is located here. What's it a fear of? And, and you can work with the, the different energy systems then more specifically, right? So the idea of your energy system, you can pit, like things come in and we talk about beliefs. A lot of people in the coaching world talk about limiting beliefs, right? So a belief comes in and we're going to talk about this trigger with the woman still mm-hmm. that if you're wearing revealing clothes, it means X, Y, or Z, whatever that belief is, right? So you can either, it's not that you're not going to have these thoughts. These thoughts are natural. Whatever comes to you, call it a judgment, if you will, these things are going to happen. There's no perfect people in the world. <laughs> that stuff will happen. But it's just, do you choose to let it store in your energy system? Or do you choose to say, oh, wow, yeah, that was, that was my own thing. Okay, that's an interesting thing. That's not actually true. That's a story that I'm choosing to let go and move through my energy system instead of push it into my energy system, cover it up and keep it there. And that's what judgments happen with judgments. And then they fester and they get bigger and they get bigger energetically. So it's really just having that awareness is what's going to let you release it pretty immediately rather than store it into that system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a beautiful way of putting it. It's like, and then it's like this whole conversation it moves into as well. It's like that's on a, even like we can talk about this on a spiritual energetic level, but even on a like scientific psychological type level, it's like, that's also how our subconscious belief patterns and everything are stored is the situations that we choose to put the most emotional energy into. And so Mm -hmm. it's like when we, uh, that person triggered me, blah, 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 blah. And we put a lot of emotional energy into it. That's how it also, that's how our brain creates pathways to say, oh, this is an important thing. Like this is how Mm -hmm. we react. Um, Yeah. So it's like, I always love seeing all of those connections. Like you said at the start, like how you can bridge that gap. Like you don't need to be like living in a forest, like drinking out of coconuts in order to know about your chakras. Um, Just like you don't need to be um, working in the corporate world being totally disconnected. Like they can actually, you can do both. (laughs) Yeah, it's just your energy. Like you get to totally own your energy system. No one gets to tell you anything about it. And that's the thing about beliefs, right? I mean, people start to feel bad sometimes when they work through this energetic um, stuff. But beliefs happen naturally um, all Every day for your entire life, you've seen advertisements or someone has told you something. That's what their belief is. Um, You know, children are pretty wide open, but then they start to have these beliefs because someone else told them something. Their teacher said, don't do that. That's bad. Or an advertisement said, you're not good enough for these bajillion reasons. And then we start to make beliefs about it. So it really is just keeping, to me, having an open mind just means that you're, you're willing to make your own beliefs and shift those all the time. So if something's holding you back, it's literally your decision to shift it if you want. And it does take work, but beliefs are never ours, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> oh, yeah, I so agree with that. And it's like, that's where the true liberation is really in allowing yourself to think for yourself. Have you ever read the book um, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill? I never have. I read his other book. Um, Think and Grow Rich? Yes. Yeah. This this one was really interesting. It talks about this concept as well about our like um, really uh, like teaching people or empowering yourself to be able to really think for yourself because yeah, it's like, you know, so much of our identity, so much of what we think is ourselves, especially like if you first opened up to this personal development world, like we, we think who we are is who we are when really who we are is just like this makeup of all these beliefs that we've 
by osmosis, like picked up from the people and the circumstances around us. And it's mm-hmm. just a really, really interesting perspective. Um, and like, cause he already died years and years, like decades ago, but this book wasn't re- released till 2011 because apparently it was like so taboo at the time when he wrote it that his wife refused to let him publish it. So wow. yeah, it's really super, super interesting, especially knowing that it was written actually back in 1938. Um, and he, yeah, it wasn't published till 2011. And so it's, I highly recommend that one if you're really interested in this like concept of how our mind, um, is conditioned and kind of like, it's, it's an interesting, like abstract, I mean, it's called outwitting the devil. It's an abstract perspective of it, but it really helps, I think, put a clear picture on the message. It's really good. Definitely. I will totally check that one out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so what has been in terms of, um, working with clients or working with people or just people being empowered in their own right, um, with working with chakras more, what do you think is one of the like biggest benefits? Definitely. So the biggest thing I see that people do is we separate our mind from our body. And if you think about the chakras, the bottom, you know, two and three are very much about your body and the upper ones are very much about your mind. And I, I was reading a book, um, recently by Michael Pollan. And he said, we have this idea. A lot of people talk about it. Mind over matter. It's okay. Mind over matter, mind over matter. Just kind of like trick yourself into it basically. Right. And that has taught us to ignore our body, to ignore what these, these kind of lessons are and these, these triggers are that are, that are keeping us safe. And he says, it's supposed to be mind within matter. And when you just change that mind within matter, it brings the body and the mind together. And it really brings this wholeness that our mind isn't better than our body. Our body isn't better than our mind. These things have to work together. And there's a really big disconnect between the mind and the body. And I believe that Mm -hmm. is what creates anxiety, depression, you know, this kind of like state of worry. Everyone is always in, um, And so when we can connect to those two, I think the biggest benefit is this overall well-being, but it's that nothing's in charge. Your body's not in charge. You can feel really good. Now, you know, people talk about health. They often just think about the body. So you can have health there, but then you can also have health in the mind and bringing those two together is what you get that kind of holistic wellness. Yeah. I, I so love that. And so is that also like you're saying like the mind and the body and and in relation to the chakras, like, um, from what you've explained, like definitely the lower ones are the ones that are more representative of our physical and the upper ones are more representative of the spiritual. Uh, so would you say that that connection is also like, um, people have like a disconnection from the different, um, uh, uh, connection between their chakras Totally. I think there's a huge disconnect between these, these ones. And it's just, you see it a lot with like the online world and the spiritual world is high vibe, high vibe. Let's keep everything high vibe. Everyone should be positive. Everyone should be super connected to spirit. But what gets missed is like, are you connected to yourself? (laughs) You know, like bringing it back to you, bringing it back to your body. Are you connected with yourself? Or are you always trying to be kind of, you know, high vibe, spiritual, out in the world. And th- and that's more of a spacey feeling versus a grounded feeling. So I think people aren't in their body. I don't think people are grounded um, as a society here mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think that's, um, such an important thing to remember as well, because like, uh, there's like that whole, uh, a realization that people have when they start tuning into their spirituality and um, whether they've grown up that way or they find it later in their life. And it's just like, Oh, we're actually these spiritual beings or spiritual beings, but it's like, yeah, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And for us to really make the most of our human experience, we're actually allowed to like fully embrace and love all aspects of both, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is like such a privilege. And that's why as well, I often talk about like, there's nothing wrong with wanting material things as well. Like, obviously mm-hmm. if those material things are to replace, uh, a, like an emotional hole you have, that's a completely different story, but wanting to create a lot of money or wanting to experience a really beautiful home or car or, um, a relationship or any of these things, um, actually doesn't disconnect you at all it's part of the experience we're here to have totally and I think money and you know the material world I think materialism people kind of get triggered by that word that is all like talking about the chakras that is our lower chakras and I really think when we've been talking about bridging the gap a lot here what bridges the gap between these uppers kind of making sense the ideas of high vibe all that people take materialism out of spirituality they don't connect the two the two are very connected and I think you connect them through the heart people only say you know it's self-worth it's the self idea of if you can love yourself you know self-love someone who loves themselves that is going to activate this connection between the uppers and the lowers they're going to feel worthy of having material goods and it's not going to be to fill a void, right? So when you're not filling a void, you're very giving. You want everyone to succeed. It's not this kind of, you know, narcissistic idea a lot of people have about materialism. So it really starts with the self and self-love and bridging that gap. And then who? it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have money. Money's just energy as well. Same as spirituality. And someone who has, you know, this is just putting labels on people. A lot of people think, if you have a ton of money, you can't possibly be spiritual, right? So people love to separate these. And on an energetic level, you can look at it, materialism and spirituality, but also mind, body. You know, there's a lot of different ways that these show up and people are really pretty against putting them together. And I think that that is how you have wholeness again. Mm -hmm. I'm so on the same page with you is that like, I think that's what brings the magic to this experience we're having. Totally. Mm. Oh, I love that perspective. So um, (laughs) is there, just before, like, obviously we start to close off the conversation, I'd love to know if there's anything else you think is like really on your heart or intuitively you just really want to share with the audience, like anything else about anything that we've covered so far? Yeah, I just, I love this conversation. It's been fun. I love when we just get to flow and it's not planned. (laughs) Yeah been great and we've covered so much Um, yeah I think it's it's really just about like personal power people feeling like they're in uh, again like I don't want to use the word control but you're working with your energy system you know you're not people are very against themselves and if you can look inside and kind of become your own best friend and work on that self-love that is what bridges the gap between your mind and your body and you know, your spirituality and your finances and all of that. And it really is where it begins. Like I said, the heart chakra is the center of all seven in, in every direction. So if people want to start somewhere, I think that that is a huge place to start. 
Mm, I love that. And I know as well, you mentioned earlier as well, like um, when we were going through the different chakras for self-love, um, like things like mirror work uh, is really, really powerful. So that's like definitely an um, important, you can always Google it for those of you listening as well, if you're not hundred percent sure what we mean by mirror work, but literally, like you said, looking at yourself in the mirror, saying, I love you, saying you're amazing. Mm. Um, seeing what comes up for you. Um, are there any other like self-love practices that people could try if they're wanting to um bring more of that into their life yeah I think you know gratitude is a really big one mm-hmm. um and people automatically my husband and I do this a lot what are, what are three things you're grateful for and we always say each other you know it's like well I'm grateful for you and the dogs and the home and and we do kind of naturally go to things outside of us so just what are you grateful for with yourself? Can you be grateful that you used to be called bossy lossy or do you hate that? You know, for me, that was something I said, oh my gosh, there's actually a lot of power in that. And that's just how it came out at the time. But looking through your life, can you be grateful for your struggles? Can you be grateful for your triumphs? People, it's not only one or the other, people have a hard time um, celebrating themselves and celebrating both the good and the bad and the lessons and, you know, the up levels and things. So gratitude's going to be really huge for that. And what I like about the mirror work is it gives you a, a really quick glimpse into if you have work there or not. If you look at yourself and you're like, I love you. You're amazing. You can go through your whole body, you know, every physical piece. What do you love about yourself? Why do you love it? Because people, if you look in the mirror and you say, oh my gosh, I have a zit. Oh my gosh, I wish I could lose five pounds. Oh my gosh. If you go straight into that negative, then you're going to have a lot of awareness and remember awareness, it's not bad. It's, it's good. You can't change something without awareness. Yes, when you have that awareness, yeah, you can just get a, a really, really quick glimpse into, okay, I have some work here to do. And then you just every day start to tell yourself the opposite. If you go into a negative thing, just have awareness and say, nope, I'm choosing to switch it. And then you can switch it over. Mm -hmm. exactly that's one of the big things that I always teach my clients as well like so many of them are like oh yeah I know I shouldn't say those negative things but then I looked in the mirror and the first thing I thought is I saw frown line and I'm Mm -hmm. so mad that I and then I'm just like whoa 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 like you notice okay let's just spend a moment and celebrate that (laughs) yeah yeah right celebration as we know having our coach is the greatest thing that we can do you know to to kind of increase our energy. And that's in every area of this as well. So just exactly. learning to celebrate ourselves. Yeah. And, and celebrate even the awareness because, you know, people think that they can't celebrate until they're like freaking magically transformed into this mm-hmm. new version of themselves. But no, it's like you celebrate the awareness you're transforming. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So where can people find you if they want to connect with you more and like keep up with what you're doing and all these amazing things? Definitely. So my name on Facebook is just Sarah Bernie. So anyone can find me there. Um, And then I have a group on Facebook called the Chakra Collective that is going to be just for women for now. Um, I only work with women at the moment. And there's a couple questions that you can answer to get into that group. Um, On Instagram, I'm the Chakra Coach. And then I have a website as well that maybe we will pin into, it's easier to put a link in if that works. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you listening, just check the show notes because all the links to everything Sarah's just mentioned are right there for you. Nice and convenient. Um, and while you're listening, please also take a screenshot and make sure to tag both of us on Instagram if you upload it onto your story. So at Viola Hug and at the Chakra Coach, right? Yes. Yes. 
Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. I'm so grateful that you're here to listen to this amazing conversation with Sarah and I. And if you want to keep this conversation going, if you have any more questions, just get in touch with Sarah, get in touch with myself. As always, we're more than welcome to continue the conversation over on my group, Abundant Babes, um, a home for the visionary. And of course, let's include Sarah into that. Um, go message her, go follow her, go ask her questions, go, go connect. Um, and Sarah, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been really awesome hearing your perspective and uh, you sharing all of your wisdom with us. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I think you asked fantastic questions. I just love kind of how, you know, we bounced off each other's energy and where this conversation went was, was really fun for me. And I do open that invitation for anyone to come ask me questions. This is my very favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.